coach always talk about belief. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody in this room believe in each other. I think I don't think that's a I don't think that's it at all. But one thing about it though, we gotta go take it, bro. Mm-hmm. That's the gotta be the mentality. Ain't nobody gonna give us shit. You feel me? You gotta go take that. You gotta be hungry for that. We hungry dogs, we gotta go take it, bro. You feel me? We got a big heavyweight match coming up. I don't wanna make it bigger than what it is, but we gotta go take this shit. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be blow after blow. Like he's like he just said, we got some Brazilian people in this room, bro. You feel me? Lean on each other. We gon' we believe in each other for mm-hmm. sure. Welcome to week 16 of the Aired Out Fantasy Football Podcast, part of the Aired Out Network. We're your hosts. I'm Joe. And I'm Chantel. Thank you for listening last week and welcome back. You can find us on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and now on iHeartRadio. Please like, follow, get notifications of new episodes. It's super important to rate and review, so please do so. You can support this podcast, link in the description of the show. Follow us at the Aired Out Network on Instagram. How was your week? Great week. Great week of football. I can't believe we're already at this point in the season. It's Three crazy. weeks to go in the regular season. It's championship time in some fantasy leagues or semifinals. Depends on how your league is set up. Where definitely. did the year go? I know. Definitely flew by. And I know that we're going to talk about that Eagles game. Definitely going to talk about the Eagles game. For sure. So great game right down to the wire. Mm-hmm. I know we're going to get into it more down the road, but did you happen to see the Jalen Hurts comments in the uh, post-coverage press conference last night? Only a snippet. Okay. So let's play it for our listeners now, just in case they haven't heard it. So here it is. Nick spoke about the two-minute offense in particular. Um, what stood out to you in, in those situations? I've been talking about execution all year. Um, been on the same page. Everyone been on the same page. and. We didn't execute. Um, I don't think we were we were, uh, were uh, committed enough. You know, you know, you practice the same habits, you're getting the same results, and um, we 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 have to um, we have to make a like a like internal change in how we attack things, um, how we come to work every day. Um, you know, it starts with the little things, how committed we are to doing what we're doing. And what do you think? I think when you're on a losing streak, when you're a few games down and you're a proud team, NFC defending champions, you start questioning. You start questioning around you. And I think that's what Jalen did. Are we good enough? Are we bad enough? The Eagles had one of the most difficult schedules in the NFL this year. You know, okay. and they, and, this and is they, true. Yeah. And then they went through a really, really tough stretch. I would bet a lot they have the Giants, Cardinals, Giants coming up. I yeah. have no doubt in my mind they win all three of those games. And I think they have a really good chance of overtaking Dallas to win that division. Okay. Which is a big deal. It yeah. really is. We're traveling versus not traveling in the playoffs. What do you think? So I'll tell you, listen, so you know, Kevin, my husband's a huge Eagles fan, I'm right? Aware. Yep, yep. Yes. So my heart went out to him last night. He was so crushed. But after the game, he turns to me and says, something's going on in the Eagles locker room. I don't know what it is. They're keeping it tight-lipped, really buttoned up. And they're keeping it in-house, but there's definitely something going on. And I can tell by the way they're playing that something is up. So he said this to me before the press conference took place and right after the game. So I don't know, and I don't say this often, but I think based on those comments that we heard that he might be right. So I think Hertz is kind of cryptic comments. He's usually very buttoned up. 
very polished guy and he's very measured with all of his words. So it's almost as if he's been training all his life to do this, right? To find himself in this position. But anyway, so I think that he is a leader of men. But when you start talking about your team's level of commitment and what guys are willing to do, what they won't do, and everybody getting on the same page, I definitely think it's kind of a uh, red flag that something might be amiss. And I think only only time will tell. So the Eagles are a very well-run organization, whatever it is or isn't, could be nothing, may never make it to the internet streets, but we'll just have to uh, stay tuned and see what happens. I got a perspective question for you, okay? Okay. The Eagles currently sit at 10 and 4, disappointed in their play. Miami and Detroit are both 10 and 4 and extremely happy with their play. Mm -hmm. So, is it champion's heart that's saying, oh, we're not playing like champions? Or is it perspective? We're just not as good as we thought we were. Oh, wow. So, I think it's actually both of those things. I think they're like, okay, we're not playing as good as we know that we can play. And and they know what those little nuances are. You know what I mean? The things that they want to see from each other, the things that they want to see do happen on the field that aren't happening. And maybe they feel like, okay, we got away with that one. We got, it's kind of hard to say that at 10 and four, I mean, that's getting away with a lot. So, but I think it's kind of both of those things. One last bit here. Did they lose or did Seattle win on Monday night? They lost. The Eagles defense gave it up. Okay. They gave it up for sure. I mean, they let a 92-yard drive. To a, he's been in the league for a little bit, but let's call him a non-starter quarterback. Right, a non-starter. His after-the-game interview was very emotional. That I saw. Tears down his eyes. I know. Hit the rookie for a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's a part of what makes football special. Okay, here we go. So week 15 is officially in the books. Week 16 is here. And that means fantasy playoffs are in full swing for our league. So let's look at what happened in this thing of ours this past week. Time for the aired out fantasy recap. All right, the recap round two of the playoffs over and done. A pretty good, competitive, close round two in our league. LC's Classic 73 team took on the Players Club. The Players Club came out on top, getting the win 136.42 to 125.32. The star of the show for the Players Club, James Cook. Yep. What a come Finally, on. right? We'll discuss him a little later, Mr. Yes, Cook, we will. Getting yep. that run going in Buffalo, 179 yards on the ground and a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown. Also helping to get the Players Club this win, the Miami defense special shutout against the Jets this week. So that yes. gave them big time uh, defensive points and the win for the week. Also, a friend of the pod, Florida Fade, faced off against Zulu Nation. Zulu Nation emerged victorious in that one, 133.07 to 126.82. For Zulu Nation, it was all about Christian McCaffrey, which we've been saying all season about his team, right? My MVP so far for the year. 43 fantasy points. No surprise to no one. Racking up 187 scrimmage yards, 115 on the ground, another 72 in the air. Crazy, right? Plus two receiving TDs. Super competitive game. It came down to the Philadelphia and Seattle game, and it went one way and out the other, and oof. Oh, done. I know. So, LC's Classic 73 team and Florida Fay both eliminated from the championship bracket. They'll now face off against each other next week for third place. In our league, third place is still very much worth competing for. True enough, he doesn't get you the uh, top prize, but at least you get your your buy-in back and your break-even. So, tough break on the losses, but good luck this week, guys. And moving on to the uh, championship bracket now, Zulu Nation, congratulations. He had a great season, spent the majority of it in the number one spot, 
and the Players Club, who went through a rough patch but came kicking and screaming into the playoffs uh, towards the end of the season. These two face off in the championship round next week. I wish them both the best of luck. Somebody's pockets will be a little bit fatter and their trophy case a little bit fuller. So can't wait to see how it turns out. But also, sorry, guys, no Beyond the Arc this week. Our NBA correspondent is on vacation and out of town, living it up. He'll be back with us next week. Looking forward to that. Yep. All right. I think that will do it for the Air It Out Fantasy Football League update. But let's see what's going on in the big leagues this week. Joe, what's up in the NFL? Okay. Trades and movement again. No more trades for this year, fantasy or big league either or. There was some movement this week. Though the Colts decided to take defensive back Tony Brown and wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie and have been suspended for three games for conduct detrimental to the team. I have no more additional stuff. Neither of the big name starters for the team, but something odd certainly happened there. Maybe we'll hear more later. Yeah. So we'll go right to news and headlines. Aaron Rodgers officially not returning from injury this year. We talked about this a little bit already. If the Jets lost that week and they lost in a big way to the Dolphins last week, there's really no reason to bring him back. So he will not be coming back. So I have a question for you now. Does Aaron Rodgers at 40 years old return to help the Jets in a meaningful way next season? Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it and I can't wait. There was a, I I did see that a little bit of banter online about him coming back because he wants to play so badly, but that would be an absolutely ridiculous thing to do. Pointless. Even if he was ready to go, which I can't understand how he could possibly be ready to go in just a few weeks from an injury that, takes what a year yeah no Achilles is a big deal it's a big deal I don't know how he could even he was out there one of at warm-ups in one of the games right so at any rate just sit down relax wait for the postseason and next year he'll go through all that stuff right we'll see you next year and it may not be useful for Garrett Wilson and the other studs they have on that team next year and hopefully we get to see what we want to see this year next year all right so next one safety Jamal Adams was a healthy scratch against the Eagles on Monday night the Seahawks traded two first-round picks and a third-round pick to the New York Jets in 2024 Adams. Okay. The Jets used these picks to eventually draft both Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner in the first round. Nice. So Adams has been in the news for attacking a reporter and his family in the media, saying very unkind things about him and his wife, this reporter, because the reporter shared a highlight of him getting beat for a touchdown against the Cowboys. What are your thoughts of when a player crosses the line to make it personal? rather than professional. Highly unprofessional. And probably there should be some disciplinary action taken, sounds in like, my opinion. It sounds like Pete Carroll's already kind of doing that by okay. making him a healthy scratch. Yeah. So you cannot... I understand a part of the job is dealing with the media and you have to do so appropriately, right? One of the people that's most famous is the Bay Area's own Marshawn Lynch getting around that, hey, I'm only here so I won't get fined. So yeah. you... And people hated it, I'm sure, but I don't feel like it ever crossed the line. It may have gotten under a lot of people's skin. He may have, you know, rubbed a, ruffled a lot of the feathers doing it, but it never got personal. Right. It was never an attack. It was never a threat. It was never bringing family members and what. That's absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah, I, I think yeah that's come on. Way above and beyond. Far too sensitive. One of my early sports members, I'll just give a quick one here, was there's a guy named Joe Buck, right? He calls all different kinds of sports. He calls some football. He calls a lot of baseball. And Deion Sanders was upset with him. So mm-hmm. Deion Sanders covered him with Gatorade, threw a, a bucket of Gatorade on him. Now, he, Deion Sanders caught a bunch, you remember this a little bit? He, got, he caught a bunch of flack for mm-hmm. that. But it's a lot different than, you know, personally attacking someone's wife who has nothing to do with this. Now, if he wants to right. go and say he's a bad reporter, that's mm-hmm. one thing. But to go against somebody's family, I don't agree with that at all. Jamal Adams has kind of been a bust for me. And I, I follow, okay. you know, I follow the Jets as well. 
The Seahawks fans, I know, are not happy with him. He's more of a hybrid, like linebacker slash safety. Okay. And he gets beat consistently for coverage. I would not be surprised if he's not there next year. And that's one that actually worked out for the Jets. Right. I mean, you're in sports. Every yeah. highlight's not going to be a good one. Someone loses every week and they show what happened. <laughs> so beat. come and, and on. Every, eventually, everyone gets beat. Yeah. Right. That's All ridiculous. Right. That is ridiculous. All right. So we talked about the difficult schedule of the Eagles and their three game yeah. losing streak already. I have no doubt they will bounce back. So we'll skip on to the next one, which is the year of the backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. So we'll do a few here. Drew Locke, we already talked about him a tiny bit and what's going on there. Now, Gino might be available planning, but I think they should just keep rolling with Drew Locke. I think so too. They're still very live in the picture, but he looked he looked fine to me hitting a, hitting a rookie out there for the touchdown right at the end. <laughs> Gardner Minshew has the Colts rolling towards the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Jake Browning. That's the Bengals rolling towards the playoffs. Right. Well, Levis has an ankle, may or may not play this week, but he's rolling along. Nowhere near a rookie, but Joe Flacco and the Cleveland, <laughs> Cleveland Browns. Right. He's rolling right along. Yeah. Journeyman. O- Journeyman. Aiden O'Connell dropped that 63 number on the poor LA Chargers. Does not count. Last Thursday. Doesn't count. Uh, Josh Dobbs, who's kind of been up and down this year. Right. Right. And then, of course, Mr. Zach Wilson. Right. So, uh, you're the, how, how do you feel about our, our backup quarterbacks filling in the roles this year? It's the NFL. Yeah, it's the NFL, and this is there's no greater proof of that than this year with a backup quarterback. So, what struck me last night with the Drew Locke comments Mm -hmm. was he was saying, you know, I've been a backup. I'm not on the field all the time. I'm not taking the reps and the snaps, and it makes you question yourself. Like, can I even still play at this level? So it's got to be refreshing, and it's got to feel good to step out there and be able to do it. Not only that, I mean, you're amongst the best in the world at what you do. So even if you are better than 99.9% of the rest of the country or world at this particular sport, and sometimes all you need is a chance, all you need is the stage. We called it an audition tape. Yep. Earlier, what we referred to. And all you Absolutely. need is a chance to show it. So it's been going well. It's, it's going. Okay. So two more with these guys. One, yeah. do you see any of these gentlemen making a deep playoff run with their teams? So the ones most likely okay. would be yeah. Minshew and Browning. Uh, and I was going to say Jake Browning is my number Flacco, one pick. of course. Yeah. Jake Browning. Okay. I like Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. And just like he's won the Super Bowl. He is a Super Bowl winner, and he He's has the best chance for a good season. They're the highest record right now, Cleveland. They're nine five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So yeah, and and um, yeah, I think those two got to be at the top. Yeah. Minnesota's chances got smaller last week, so Josh Jobs. We're not even sure if he's right. Going. He's not. He, they they benched him for a bit too. He's not even starting this week. Yeah, so I thought so. We'll, okay, we'll see him again or not. I don't know. And then Zach Wilson, he's at the concussion. The Jets aren't going to playoffs. We just talked about that. Zach Wilson, he isn't ready, but it was a little bit. I feel just <laughs> unfair. I mean, how everything happened, but anyway, hundred percent. Well, yeah. So that's part one of the question. Part two of the question is, who there do you see? Obviously, not Joe Flacco having a long, outstanding career in the NFL. Any of those gentlemen? I mentioned he's kind of halfway through his career as well. So I like Jake Browning. You like Jake Browning? Yep. So do you think? I, I hope that he lands someplace. You and I talked off air about Joe Burrow and whether or not it's a system team. And you wholeheartedly agree that Joe Burrow is the star there. He deserves mm-hmm. the money. So when he comes back next year, he will be the starter. Could you see Browning going somewhere else? And play? Yeah, absolutely. And I hope he gets it. So he was with the Vikings and he said he really he wanted said to beat that. them. He said that. I yeah. saw that. Yeah. yeah. He was very yeah. happy. Maybe to beat he goes them. back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they need somebody. Yeah. So who knows? Oh, okay. well, maybe because hey, we don't we'll know see what's what happens with him. Cousins. Right. Let's yeah. talk about him moving. We'll talk Because I was thinking this would be his last year there anyway. Who knows? But we'll see. Yeah. All right. On to, we talked a little bit about MVPs. Um, I, regular listeners kind of know who I am flavoring towards, but I'll give you some numbers and who. All right. So all of a sudden, the news, of course, is Brock Purdy, who's having a fantastic year. I'll give you his yep. numbers 3,795 yards, 29 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. Mm-hmm. Nothing to sneeze at. Pretty good. And uh, tied for the best record in the NFL. So his teammate, Christian McCaffrey, 1,292 yards rushing, 
509 yards receiving, 20 combined touchdowns. Right. Oof, big numbers. All right, Lamar Jackson, 3,105 yards passing, 17 touchdowns, 741 yards rushing, and five Jeez. touchdowns. That's a lot for a quarterback. That's, uh, well, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Tyreek Hill, he's another one of our guys. You're talking about 97 catches, 1,542 yards, 12 touchdowns. Already a personal best in yards, three touchdowns from away from tying his season the best a few years ago uh, when he was with Kansas City. Mm-hmm. He'll certainly get the 2,000 yards. As a, right, he a, took that one game games. off. He should probably get it still. I think he'll certainly get his touchdown thing too. And the last one will be Josh Allen, 3,541 yards passing, 26 touchdowns. 398 yards rushing at 11, so 37 touchdowns total. Okay. A lot. What do you think? Did I not hear or did I just miss Dak Prescott on that I list? I did not put Dak Prescott in there. I didn't think so. Week, I didn't put Dak Prescott in there. He had a miserable game. He did. Football. He did. But I think he's leading the league in touchdown passes, right? Yeah. Okay. Of that list, I would say uh, I like Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I like Christian McCaffrey for and a second uh, Tyreek Hill only because he's on the cusp of doing something that hadn't been done, never been done. So, which deserves recognition and especially even if he sits this one game out and still hits it, that's even more of a reason in my book to get to get there. Yeah. So, I would say Christian McCaffrey, yeah, for sure. Brock Purdy is having a phenomenal season, and I don't want to make it seem like he is undeserving or it's the rest of the team or whatever. He's making just as much of a contribution. However, he is also playing with a, he, I mean, he's playing with a world-class team right now when they're healthy and they are consistently putting him in the best possible position to win those games. Here's the fun with the Niners. His in the air passing yards are last in the NFL. So the distance the ball travels in the air. Is last, right. However, his receiving yards are first because of yards after After the catch. Good old Yak, yeah. Mm, Helps helps when you have Debo and you have Kittle and those guys. Exactly. So they're like, McCaffrey, yeah. McCaffrey for sure. Yeah. If I had to go over those two. And and I don't think there's quite enough there. He still feels very new. I know that he yeah. came in like he still feels like very new car smell still on him. And so, I always have this thought in the back of my head we're talking about MVPs. If you were to take one of these players away from their teams, what would they be? If you would take Lamar Jackson away from Baltimore, they're nowhere near 11-3 for me. Absolutely <laughs> not. That offense is really still, they tried everything to ease up some of the burden that he's carrying on that offense. And he is still right at the top of it. And not just because of the quarterback position, but just he's still carrying it. He's picking up, I think, did he have seven? I can't remember. He had somewhere between 70 and 100 yards rushing in the last, this past game. That's ridiculous for a quarterback. That you're trying to get to into the passing game more. Week after week after week. Right. After week after like you're putting up running back numbers. And so, yeah. I, yeah. All right. So we'll see how that race goes as the season kicks on. All right. The last one for us in this category, we will pick a winner from the NFC South. You ready? Tampa, seven and seven. Uh, New Orleans Saints, seven and seven. Falcons, six and eight. We won't even talk about Carolina. Tampa plays the Jags, the Saints, and then the Panthers. So Tampa has pretty much holds in their hands. Mm-hmm. They have two divisional games. The Saints play the Rams. That's a tough one. The Bucks and the Falcons. So they can certainly take care of business too. And the Falcons play the Colts, the Bears, and then finish with New Orleans. So, I like the Bucks. actually. They came a long way. Mm-hmm. And I started out thinking that uh, in that division, I thought it was going to be the Falcons, actually. 
But yeah, I like the Bucks. And when Baker Mayfield's playing, like he's got something to prove. What a week last week. Right. Yeah. So I'm thinking the Bucks are going to get, the, are going to take that a bit. Mike Evans is washed up. He's having a fantastic no, year. No, he's having a great year. Rashad White's having a fantastic yep. year. So I also agree with Baker Mayfield. So my very next question I wrote in here mm-hmm. is Baker Mayfield found a home in Tampa Bay. Will he be there next year? I think he will be there next year. He will be there until his play starts to decline. If they're smart about it, I think. There's no reason to move off of him otherwise. I think he's been looking for a home. He's been looking. He all, in my opinion, he's always played like he's got something to prove. Yeah. So, and it's working out. I think he stays. I've always liked him. He plays yeah. hard. You yeah, know, he does. Just, he's just in some bad circumstances and stuff. And he's got some help around him now. We could very well see. I, I believe we will see Tampa in the playoffs this year. Yep. So, all right. So that's it for that. On to the injury report. Uh, All right. Ready. Here we go. So CJ Stroud in the concussion protocol still. There's a small chance he plays this week at home against Cleveland, which is a huge game. Houston kept their yep. playoff chances very much alive with that exciting overtime win over Tennessee last week. Cleveland at Houston is going to be a very important one for the AFC. It looks like wild card, perhaps even still the division for Cleveland. They would need a miracle to catch Baltimore, but it is possible as of right now. All right, so he's in the concussion protocol. See up there, Keaton Mitchell, a very, very nasty injury. He's the backup running back for Baltimore, mm-hmm. kind of behind Gus Edwards. He's their quick guy, done for the year. And I remember seeing that, being like, oh, they can't catch a break in no. that running back room every time. It's always something. But okay, no, running back, yeah, for running back for that. Yeah. Um, we don't talk too much about uh, defensive guys, but DJ Reader, he's a big name for Cincinnati. He's out for the year with torn quadriceps. Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. it's just going to matter much in the concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. And then non-injury, it looks like he might come back this week. Sam Howell was benched for Jacoby Brissett versus the Rams this past week. Ooh. We'll watch and see what happens there. Uh, again, both that Washington team and the New York Jet team are both out, so that's more playing for pride and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. But real quick, so was that no, it for the injuries? That was it for the injuries, yeah. So I know we left this one out, but I wanted to say the Michael Pittman, Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Saw the tough hit from Kazi on him, right? Put him in concussion protocol. Kazi suspended for the rest of the season, including the postseason if it's applicable, right? So just to point out exactly what Tom Brady was talking about in terms of a mediocre product coming out and what was the term he used reference to the uh, quarterbacks? Underdeveloped is what he was saying. So underdeveloped, exactly. He was a few weeks ago. He spoke on this play, too, on his uh, podcast that he does with Larry Fitzgerald about maybe them taking some responsibility for putting their players in positions that could be very detrimental. This was exactly one. This point was very clear, and we made it in the show, that you don't lay your guy out where he can get hurt. And that's exactly what that play was. If you And during this game, if you happen to see it when it happened in live action, even the commentators remarked that he should have seen that collision coming a mile away. Yeah. Crazy, right? So, but... Not to let Kazi off the hook altogether with this. I mean, come on. He has a history of doing kind of, you know, some call him like a blatant cheap shot artist. It could be described as like bad decisions at best, I guess. But yeah, that's he had one on Cam Newton. Cam Newton, 6'5", 250, and he laid him out when he was in in Atlanta Falcon and Cam was a Panther at the time. So, and then another, and even in that one, Greg Jennings was calling that game and was like, he should be tossed out for that game. So it's catching up. And I know we didn't have Beyond the Arc this week, but I think a lot of sports leagues are trying to kind of send a message about that kind of play, right? We saw uh, Draymond Green get suspended indefinitely for the same type of behavior. So maybe... There's a fine line between up. tackling someone and targeting someone. You know, right. do you remember the New Orleans scandal a few years ago? Exactly. Yeah. This is, yes. This is very similar. And you know, when I played way back once upon a time, 
safeties, defensive backs, because I played defense, were, uh, were very much, that was a pride thing for them. Oh, can I blindside somebody? I catch from the side. Now we're talking 20, 25 years ago, mm -hmm. but it's still very much part of the game. You right. know, you want to lay somebody out. It's a tough guy thing for defense. Uh, and that one, the, uh, what was it? <laughs> Bounty Gate. That yep. was on Sean Payton's watch, who is still a coach, which yeah. you would hate to think that people were intentionally trying to yeah. hurt someone, but that's crazy, you yeah. know? So they got to get it buttoned up. And I think that's what these kind of severe punishments are aimed right. at doing. So yeah. You need to practice a, a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. So, all right. So that's pretty yep. much it yep. for yep. those guys. So the NFL season is moving right along to playoff season. Time to take a look at what navigating these injuries changes and setbacks will look like on the fantasy landscape as we head into week 16. We'll go with our movers and shakers. Stars for this week. Will they hit it again next week? Who you got? All right. Who did I like this week? Jordan Addison. Big game for him, finally. I think this is one of two. Six of six, 111, two TDs. Brock Purdy, who we talked about, another huge one, keeping himself very relevant in that MVP discussion, though. 242 yards, four TDs, no INTs on the game. Very nice. Baker Mayfield talked about him a little bit, too. Still with the Bucks in the hunt, right? Count them four the touchdowns for yeah. Mr. Mayfield. Count them four, 381. Yeah. Nice. Christian McCaffrey, as usual, no surprises here. The big surprise we talked about again, James Cook. So the Bills ran all over Dallas with him, 179 on the ground. So I think that's what the Bills were lacking. Now in the two of the last three games for Mr. Cook, he's over 100 yards with a touchdown. Right. Have they found the, the system up there that's going to work for them? I hope so. So and maybe it just took a while to get it going. You know Game what I mean? Because he too. started out kind of shaky. He was not doing well at all yeah. early on in the season. Both those games though, where he went big, they were up and they put kind of put their foot on the other team's throat. Like it was okay. Uh, they did that to Dallas and they did it a couple weeks before that. So in a close game, do you see them abandoning the run or staying with it? In a close game, they'll yeah. probably stay well, if they're up, they're definitely gonna stay well, that's with what they it. Do. Yeah, they, yeah of course. Play, yeah. They're gonna stay with it. So yeah, I think they have found that he can be reliable yeah. in those situations. And so that's what's most important. Like, I feel like I can use you with some success when I need to. So Definitely. I think, um, but for him, that was a, that was incredible against a very tough Dallas defense. So yeah. I think a lot of people were surprised by that. Not me, because I picked the Bills to win this week. So yeah. Yeah. let's yeah. see. Yeah. He found the end zone twice. And guess what? Next week they get the charger. So he just may do it again. Yeah, he's got a great chance. And my uh, last uh, star this week, Rashi Rice. I like Rashi a lot. I really like this rookie. Nine of nine for 91 yards and a TD. I think has earned the trust of Pat Mahomes one. He's only gotten better and better as the season has progressed. He's got a solid chance to keep it going next week against the Raiders. The last time they met up with the Raiders, he hung 107 on them, eight catches and a TD. So... I'll ask you again, Ash, last week. Kadarius Tony had another, I don't know if you know about this, bounced off his hands, <laughs> interception the other way. Not the game, the game got out of hand. Okay. But while that was the whole thing, he had another yeah. one was blown it. Is he a Kansas City Chief next year? No, probably not. <laughs> Good nope. Lord. That guy nope, can't nope, catch nope. or break. All right, uh, anybody else? I put Ty Chandler in there, although it sounds like Madison is coming back. He had another great week. Boy, that boy, he's quick. He's yeah. 132 yards rushing, a touchdown. Uh, Jalen Waddell, with no cheetah out there, put up a really good game. Outstanding, yeah. Yeah, very nice. Sam Laporta, uh, that rookie is doing his thing. Right. It's going to be a fun game watching those two tight ends square off against each other this week when Detroit and Minnesota play each mm -hmm. other. I think that's, oh, that's a good one. all yeah. I got for the stars, I think. All right. All right, cool star guys. What do you got? Cool star guys. So, let's see, Brees Hall. Now, <laughs> with the eliminated Jets, six carries, 12 yards. Don't know what happened there in the shutout. So, mm -hmm. staying with the running backs, Derrick Henry, who we've talked about quite a bit on the podcast, right? What was that? 16 attempts, nine yards? What happened? What do you see for him? 
almost 30. They have a really good Tajay Spears behind them. Yeah, they have a good Tajay Spears. We've been saying that a lot this season. I really think that they are going to regret having let the trade deadline come and go. So in the offseason, is he a Tennessee Titan next year? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I, yeah, and that's what I said. We'll see what happens in the offseason with him. Yeah. Yeah. So also, let's see. One that we don't see labeled as a cool start very often, Travis Kelsey. I saw that. Yeah. Five of six, 28 yards. So, And that was in a pretty big win against the Patriots. I think it's likely due to Belichick scheming against him specifically, right? That's, his, that's but what he does. That's what he does. Yeah, yeah. And then Rice made up nicely for that. But I think we'll see more out of Kelsey again. You're about to hit the government Swift so. saying the F word on camera. She got busted. No. Mr. Kelsey <laughs> took a hit from a safety. I don't remember the guy's name. Patriot. Okay. And uh, mm-hmm. they, they got her on camera dropping the old F bomb. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. America's sweetheart. Yes. Okay. Um, who do we miss? DeAndre Hopkins in a, in a pretty defensive game. He didn't do much. Uh, only four points on 21 yards. OBJ, we talked about him maybe being a factor. He was not a factor in okay. that game. Two points. Pat Fryermuth, I do like the guy. It's just that that Pittsburgh offense is a disaster right now. And Saquon Barkley against, okay. against a tough, tough scene. Offense, the Giants doesn't get any easier. <laughs> yeah. They play Philly now. So, but eh. all right. Anybody else in the cool start guys? No, I think that will do it. I was surprised with OBJ too because I have them on the waiver wires. He's been doing all. I mean, oh, right. more than well yeah. that that offense. They need every bit that they can get. So. He's going to have a chance to wow America in the playoffs. So yeah. We'll see. All right. So waiver wire time. Who is long gone and sleepers to grab? All right. Our waiver wire. So listen, in our league, you're at this point, you're headed into the championships. You want to make sure your roster is perfect. I suspect uh, many other leagues may be in the same situation as well. So I just as we were talking about that gentleman, OBJ, I like him this week, right? He's been coming pretty close. Well, I mean, minus this last game to his uh, projections and sometimes even exceeding them. Yep. This offense, just like I was uh, just saying, is one that we had some mild concerns about with the Ravens, but I think he'll be seeing a few more targets to finish out the season. If you are desperately in need, he might be worth it. I also like the Bucks tight end, Kay Dotton, who you like mentioned John. before, too. Yeah. So he's made some big plays in this offense. He's trusted in big moments. The Bucks again, still in the hunt. He'll be seeing, I think, some volume. He's a bit touchdown dependent. Sure. If for significant like fantasy production. But I think, yeah, I think he can add a few points if you're, you know, in need here and there. So yeah. I it's getting skimpy on the waivers. I think really, those are the only two. Really, really is. I'll add a couple of quarterbacks here. I have Nick Mullins, 386 yards passing as he's been in there for two touchdowns, two INTs. Not the greatest numbers, but uh Minnesota's got a tough divisional game. They might have to put a few points up against Detroit. That's just kind of how Detroit does. So and that defense is definitely scorable upon. Joe mm-hmm. Flacco, if he's available, it's not so available anymore like he was, but 939 yards so far this year since he came. That's a lot. Okay. That's a lot. However, he's thrown seven uh, touchdowns and five interceptions. The mm-hmm. Bears did a good job scheming him last week. You know, the, they were very lucky to hold on to that win. Cleveland was. I don't know if you saw that ball bounce around in the end zone yeah. off Darnell Mooney's hands. <laughs> so he had a chance to get the Hail Mary thing go his way. But it didn't yeah. work out. Josh Palmer comes back for Mr. Easton Stick to throw to. He's only 29% rostered if you're desperate for a receiver. And then Noah Brown. Hmm. Noah Brown. Noah Brown actually had a very good week last week. They will need somebody with Tank Dell being hurt. Uh, yep. uh, I could see that being a game when they need to come back in against Cleveland at home. So. 40% rostered and available. All, all right. right. That's all I got for the waiver wire. All right. All right. All right. So, guys, we are on two, round two behind us, right? 
at least in our league and likely some others. So if you're still in it, like we said, you are headed for the championship. So keep fine-tuning those rosters for the win. That said, let's keep it moving and see how we did with last week's eight to keep an eye on. In this segment, we take a look at eight upcoming games being played in week 16. Games we think will be the most exciting, most impactful moving forward, and we'll give you our picks. But first, let's see how we did last week. We both did about the same. So we'll start off with our first game. We both had Cleveland, got the W there. Both had Tennessee, took the loss there in a very competitive game. We both took the Niners, which was not a competitive game. We both had the Eagles, that last second touchdown got us. We both had the Chiefs. We both had Buffalo. We both had Baltimore. And we both had the Las Vegas Raiders. We were both six and two. Mm-hmm. You now sit at 60, 69. <laughs> we were very similar last week. We, right. uh, you now sit at 69 and 51, and I sit at 76 and 44, which is extremely respectable. Nice. So we're doing very, very well. All right. So now eight to keep an eye on for this week. Ready? Game number one. We just talked about it a tiny bit. The yep. Cleveland Browns go to Houston to play the Texans. I am taking the Browns. So even if the Texans should get C.J. Stroud and the other offensive pieces back for this game, I'm a believer in the Browns defense completely. And I believe it's strong enough to uh, stifle that Texans offense and slow them down a bit. The Browns are a top three and they have been like most of the season. They've been at least top five defense overall most of the season. And I think they fell just outside of top 10 just against the run. And so it should be a competitive game with the Texans having a very uh, pass-heavy offense. The problem is they'll be doing battle with, I think, one of the best like cornerback rooms in the I think they're the best league. football. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, it's crazy. So they got eight interceptions on the season. I think uh, it'll make things a little bit tough for, for the Texans. So, yeah, I'm going Browns. That defense is way, way, way too much. I am also going to go Cleveland. Very, very valiant effort with a backup last week for the Texans to come back and beat Tennessee. Mm-hmm. That was great. Big for their playoffs push, you know, now sitting at uh, eight and six. So still very much alive, but too much Browns, too much defense. Yeah. Uh, the running game is still a thing with Ford and uh, Joe Flacco's getting done when he needs to get done. Uh, Cleveland it is. We've been Cleveland bandwagoners yeah. all year and it continues <laughs> on. All right, on to the next one. The big one on Christmas night. The Baltimore Ravens travel to Santa Clara to take on the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. My gut says Ravens. I'm going to take the Ravens. I'm going to take the Ravens. So I'm looking forward to this game. I think it'll be relatively low scoring to, again, two um, very strong defensive teams, right? The Ravens are very, very good at getting to the quarterback. They're leading the league in sacks right now, like right around 49, 50, something like that, right? Yes. So if the Niners do want to get the win, they're going to have to figure out a way to keep Brock Purdy out of the dirt. And I think, you know, we might be seeing a preview of Super Bowl 58. How cool would that be? I watched that Ravens defense terrorize Trevor Lawrence all night long. <laughs> I mean, he just, they couldn't catch a break. He was sacked left and right. He is now in the concussion protocol, by the way. I mean, I don't know if he's going wow. to this week. We'll find out. But they got I, to, I think they, I did see that. They yeah. got him so much that, oof. But he's, he's a bounce back kind of guy, Trevor. So he is, watch, and I watch. actually like the way he plays. He plays with a lot of heart. He I does think, play with too. a lot of heart. And it's a big game for them this week. Yes. The Battle of Florida. We'll get that in a minute. And then we talked, the concern there is the offense, right? Yeah. The Ravens offense. So hopefully, I think the rookie will have to step up a little bit yeah. more and uh, contribute a little bit more. But I think they get the win. I'm going to take the Ravens. We will be a little bit different here. I'm going to take the home team 49ers. Yeah. Um, defensive line for the 49ers still a little beat up. They're missing Hargrave and Eric Armstead, but it didn't make a huge difference last week against Calamari. They were able to bottle them up pretty easily. Linebacker core still together. Trevor Ward had an amazing game last week. Pick six amongst other things. 
Close one. Big playoff implications here for seed by all that kind of stuff, yep. which is super important. The Niners on Christmas night. All right, on to the next one. Uh, playoff implications, uh, small for a little. Uh, the other team has already been eliminated. It is the Sunday night game, Christmas Eve. It is the New England Patriots traveling to Miley High to play on the Denver Broncos. I am taking the Broncos on this one. So the Broncos, they are coming off a tough loss to the Lions, right? Playing the way they did, it's enough to make you forget that I think they're leading in takeaways in their defense, right? So 24 on the season, 12 are fumble recoveries for the Broncos. They're not playing badly. So, But the this team, the defense in particular, you got to give them some credit that, for what they pulled off, right? They started out 100%. like one and six, yeah. something like that. An embarrassing 70 hung up on them. And just Miami. to even yeah. find yeah. themselves, yeah. what, seven and seven yeah. right now. Good chances for playoffs. Yeah, um, number two in their division. I think they get the win against this really struggling uh, three and twelve Patriots right. at, at home. I'm going to take the Broncos. I am also going to take the Broncos for all the reasons you said. Uh, there was some talk about Detroit running the score up on them. That's who you play to win. You play. Yeah. You play to win, and, and they won it. But the Broncos got a nice bounce back here. The Patriots' offense is a disaster. Their mm-hmm. run defense has been decent all year. It wasn't enough to keep them in the game against uh, Kansas City last week. No way. But uh, but yeah, the Broncos at home too much overall. And I like Russell Wilson. He's not having a bad year. He got into another spat on the sideline. Um, oh, well, but- I, I, don't, I would not call it a spat <laughs> by any stretch. It's yeah. really just Sean, Sean Payton. Payton screaming at him. Yeah. So. But it wasn't his fault. It really wasn't. And uh, they're still alive in the playoffs. So yeah. I think they get the dub and they go forward. All right, the next one, uh, staying alive and staying alive from Drew Locke, maybe more tears. The Seattle mm-hmm. Seahawks, they traveled to Nashville to play the Tennessee Titans. I went back and forth on this one. So Will Levis and his Titans, they've been playing some really tough football these last couple of games, especially coming one, off that Monday night one win. One thing, Will Levis' ankle may or may not play. Another may or may not kid. play. Okay. Um, if it's not him, it's Tannehill and God help the Titans. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? So I think they were kind of riding high off of that. I mean, like you beat the Dolphins, right? So that's a good one. But uh, the the Seahawks just played, in my opinion, the toughest stretch of football in the entire season of any team. Niners two out of three. The Eagles. It went, it was. Ravens. Niners. How did it go? Niners. Dallas Niners Eagles, right? That was terrible. So, but they finally did snap that. They were on a four game losing streak that they snapped against the Eagles, right? So, gosh, let's see. The Seahawks, yeah, they're on the bubble. The season's on the line. I'm going to take the Seahawks. They'll be playing very hard. I think they will get the win on the Titans. Yeah. We talked about Jamal Adams a little bit earlier since he's not, he didn't play last week. Mm -hmm. He's played a lot better. Okay. Because he can't cover anybody. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, he's good to stop on the run. Which mm-hmm. when you play when you play Tennessee, you kind of want that because they run so much with Derrick Henry. Yeah, but he's not. I mean. Yeah, but he's not. Who? Yeah, he's not. He's not doing his thing. He's getting his touchdowns, but he's not doing his thing. I, I'm going to take the yeah. Seahawks as well. I, I think it's a little better <laughs> coaching. You know, this game could go either way though. Yeah. So, but I will also take the Seahawks. On to two very good teams. More playoff implications here. At same record, both ten and four. The Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. go down to Miami. To play Tua and the Dolphins. What do you like here? I like the Dolphins here. So the Cowboys are a good team. They're a top five team, both sides of the ball, actually, several categories. However, the Dolphins, we forget this offense is still an incredible offense. I mean, they lost, but yeah, I'm going to, I think, I'm not completely confident that they'll be able to stop the tandem that is Tyreek Hill if he gets, if he's back and Tua. Yeah. And Jalen Waddle is no slouch either. No. So, um, yeah, I think it's still very much the fastest <laughs> offense in the league. Yeah. 
And I think Dallas will have a very tough time with them. So this one will be, I think it'll be very high scoring, hangs in the balance on whether or not to, uh, not to a Tyreek is healthy, but I like the Dolphins. I with a healthy Tyreek. Go Hill. the other way. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. Dolphins offensive line is still very beat up, although it didn't look like it last week against mm-hmm. the Jets team that couldn't do anything against them. Right. I, I'm just, I'm leaning towards the Cowboys defense, which is why I'm taking them. I think they'll have the ability to slow them down enough. And then this is, the, if you're a wide receiver fan in the modern era, this is the game to watch. Right. Tyreek Hill plays and CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb. Mm-hmm. On the same side of the field. This it's going to be a shootout. I think it'll out. be close. I think the, the spread's only 1.5, and that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Maybe a tiny favorite. But I'll take the Cowboys. All right, the okay. next, the next one, and I'm kind of rooting for these guys all of a sudden. The Cincinnati, a big divisional game for both these teams. Yep. Cincinnati Bengals go to we used to be Three Rivers, Hines, whatever it's called now. They play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go with Cincinnati on this one, and it was very hard to make that pick for me. <laughs> the Steelers, <laughs> so they're on a three game losing streak. Couldn't come at a worse time. The heart of December football, right? Yeah. Everything on the line. Seven and seven. Must game win. Unfortunately, I just don't think they will get it. So I think that uh, Cincinnati three game win streak on the other side. And it's not defense. We talked about this guy that's winning those games. Jake Browning is winning the, these games out here. So I think the Bengals defense, they're ranked actually near the bottom, right? And they just lost and a little piece still, of the reader. Yeah. yeah. The, well, that was going into uh, week 14. So they were 31st overall, <laughs> 27th against the pass, 25th against the run. Jake Browning has stepped in uh, for Joe Burrow and it's making the difference in winning these games for the team. So just like you said, I think last week they... The last few uh, games have been an incredible audition tape for him. Unfortunately, I think we might see Coach Tomlin get his first losing season. Yeah, it's not looking good. So I don't think they'll get the win here, unfortunately. Sorry. Because they, they still have the Ravens and the Seahawks to play after this. So I don't. I think it's we not, might be seeing him get. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, not an easy road. A, a fantastic coach. And anybody yeah, who's of even course, talked about sure. Somebody told me that uh, that Ben Roethlisberger said that he should go. That, that's, yeah, that's, that is time that's, for his that's change. That's insanity. Yeah, that's, pure, that's very personal. Same thing, with, <laughs> same thing with Belichick. It's insanity. If either of those franchises fire those coaches, they are silly, silly, yeah. silly, silly. I'm also going to take Cincinnati. Mason Rudolph starts this week for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that helps or hurts them. Their offense is in disarray. Their defense is a little beat up. The Bengals are hot. Yeah. It is like a playoff game for both these teams, but I like Cincinnati to get the win on the road. Yeah. All right, the next one, the ba- the battle for Florida. Jaguars <laughs> and Bucks in Tampa Bay. Another playoff implication game, one after no. another. Jacksonville 8-6, and six. Tampa Bay 7-7 seven and seven leading their division. Jacksonville needs to keep pace because they have the Colts right on their butts. What do you like here? I like the Bucks. So, Jags, three-game losing streak, not... And really, I think they just couldn't seem to get anything going against the Ravens, right? So they're now locked in a three-way tie in their division with the Colts, right? Um, And the Texans, too. So of their uh, remaining games, I think this will be one against the— Well, this will be a tougher one for them, right? So Baker Mayfield, like we said, he's really been playing well, like he's got something to prove. He has solid weapons in Mike Evans, even Chris Godwin. I think they'll, yeah, they'll beat the Jags this week. Granted, I think— the Bucks are not the Ravens when it comes to defense no, by close. any stretch, but I do think the game will be more competitive. I still give the edge to the Bucks, though. 
I will also take Tampa. I like the rookie Rashad White quite a bit. He's yes. out there doing great doing things. The receiving core is doing well. We have Baker Mayfield, we talked about him a little bit earlier. The things that he's doing are fantastic. I like the Jaguars as well. I mean, they put together a good team from where they were for years. Yeah. Where they are now is night and This is crazy, right? It is. This is a huge game for both these teams, but I give the slight edge to the Bucks. All right, last one here. Both these teams also still alive in the playoff picture. The Indianapolis mm-hmm. Colts traveled to Atlanta. Atlanta very much needs to right that ship now sitting at six and eight. Another loss might be the end for the young Falcons. Yep. What do you like here? And I think you are correct, and I think that's exactly what it will be. I like the Colts here. So they're also in another tie in the AFC South, right? They cannot afford to lose this game. Hopefully they get – I don't think they're, they're not going to get Pittman back. No. Right. He's going to be in the protocol no. for a while. Right. So then, but Jonathan Taylor, all too, but they, it looks like they have switched to kind of a committee situation for, for the, the running, running backs. backs yeah. Right. And then Zach Moss, I think, will maybe get a chance to pick it up. That's including Trey Sermon. Right. Yeah. And he's getting, been getting kind of the lion's share of the touches there. Yeah. Josh Jones is a shot a little bit. He's kind of disappeared. He had some really good stuff happen. Then he had a knee injury and he's been kind of on the downside the last couple weeks. So he can certainly help out. Yeah. And then as far as the guys under center, Minshew's a better yeah. quarterback to me. So, yeah, the Falcons, I think they just, did they bench Desmond Ritter they again? Did. Yeah. yeah. So, right. The Falcons, yeah, their offense as of late has been leaving much too much to be desired. I'm going with the Colts. I'm also going to take the Colts. They're riding pretty high, playing well, and a very competitive division. Yep. I think they travel down there and they get the win. All right. And now for the segment we get the most feedback on. Everyone seems to like it very much. We get a little more player-specific, make some accurate fantasy predictions, and let you know who's going to show up, who's going to show out, and who's going to be a shit show this week. Now, who's showing up? We just need everybody to do their job. Maybe the one word that isn't in that that's implied is do your job well. It could be enough to make the difference. All right. Quarterback. quarterback showing up. Okay. I got uh, Russell Wilson versus the Patriots. I like Russell Wilson. We did see him take a pretty bad loss to the Lions last week, but this week they get a bounce back game against the Patriots teams. That's a mere shadow of his former self. So, yeah, the Patriots dead in the water again, eliminated three in what, 11, 12, something like that. I think Russell does well in this game. He'll get his projections, which he has done con- very, very consistently throughout, especially in terms of fantasy implications. He has maybe missed his projections once. So he's been putting up at least 20 points yeah. fantasy-wise every week. So i like him to do it again or better with the Patriots this week. All right. So I'll go with the Christmas morning game when we're all just un- finished up unwrapping our presents, got full bellies from our breakfast, and we're watching the kickoff game. It will be Las Vegas at Kansas City. I am going to take Patrick Mahomes to light up the scoreboard against Las Vegas. They're 63 points. Okay. We're an outlier. I don't see them dropping that anything <laughs> like that. They're going to Kansas City. So I expect Patrick Mahomes to show up, not have a huge, huge game. I expect some of that running game, which has been well in Pacheco's absence. They did quite well mm-hmm. with uh, Clyde Edwards last right. week. Yeah. yeah. And I expect more of that. So a nice show up game, a nice cruise to a win for Kansas City. All right. We're running back. Running back. I went with uh, Devon Achan. Oh, the Dolphins. Yes, the Dolphins. So his performance last week, I think it was a little mediocre at best, right? So it was uh, nine attempts on 32 yards, another three receptions for 30. This week, I think he'll see a big increase in workload against this uh, Dallas team who was just killed by the run, by the Bills in their running game with one for 179. So I also expect them to, well, him getting these opportunities, I think, will be because Dallas will be spending a considerable amount of energy going towards 
Tyreek. Oh, yeah. So I think that uh, he will get enough work to definitely meet, possibly exceed ex- his uh, projections. I like him to show up. Yeah, it's a good one. I like uh, Joe Mixon. He's trending pretty well. He had 47 yards and a touchdown last week. He's been playing better, carrying a little tiny bit more since Joe Burrow got hurt. They go to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's nobody sneeze at as far as defense goes. Mm-hmm. I like them to show up and be a, be a contributing part of that offense. All right, wide receiver, what do you got? Wide receiver, I went Zay Flowers versus the Niners. So what should be a good game? Yeah, I agree. Should be a good game. Should be a good game. I expect him to see much more work than he did Sunday night against Jacksonville week 12. And I think they might be saving him just for that reason, actually. But in uh, week 12, we saw him lock two TDs, one rushing, one receiving. And then he was five of eight for 62 scrimmage yards. Then week 14, six of 10 for 60 in a TD. Good numbers for a rookie, but he's going to have to do a little bit more against the Niners if we if they want to get the win. So, yeah. And I think, if nothing else, the volume will be there for him. He will certainly, I think, hit minimum projections at best, which are around 11 or so. I have him to show up. Real quickly, what do you see that game at? It's the 20s, 30s, score-wise. 20s. 20s? Yeah. yeah. Lower okay. on the lower end. On the lower end of the mm-hmm. 20s. I could see that two very good defenses going at. Yep. All right, show up for me, wide receiver. He's gotten quite the resurgence over the last couple weeks. I'm going to take Mr. Cooper Cup at home versus New hmm. Orleans. Okay. Last two weeks versus Washington, 111 yards and a touchdown. Week before that, 115 yards and a touchdown against that same Baltimore team. Uh, Mr. Cup has woken up. I yeah. expect, and they're still alive in their race as well. They're not totally out of it either. Yeah, they Los are. Angeles Rams. So right. they get the Saints, right? They get the Saints coming up. Week. Yeah. So, I think they're. I think they could win I, them. I, I think they'll certainly win that game and and stay very much alive. All right, yeah. tight end. Tight end, I said George Kill with the Ravens. So, yes, with this Ravens defense, I think Kittle and his style of play will be a necessity this week. So I think they'll be counting on him to make some of those big plays. He'll get much more than the four targets he got against Arizona. He will show up. I like that. I'm going to take Evan Ingram at Tampa Bay. That Tampa, like you said, that Tampa defense isn't the greatest. He's definitely a security blanket for Mm -hmm. uh, Trevor Lawrence if he plays. Hopefully he plays. Yeah, I like him to show up and have a nice game and help out. Defense. Defense. So I have uh, the Titans at the Seahawks to show up. So right. last week, the Titans lost a hard fought battle of their division rivals, the Texans. And just maybe they catch a break this week, I think. Well, not necessarily a break. I think they make it competitive, I'll say. Yeah. So they may still have Drew Locke under center, who's not playing poorly. I mean, he did, he looked okay. And if they, I expect them to just, I think they'll get their minimum projections as well for, yeah. for this team. Yeah, I think they'll show up. I like that. I'm going to yeah. go with the, the Denver DST on Sunday night at home okay. after put, giving up uh, quite a bit to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Laporta had his three touchdowns against them. Um, I like uh, I like them to step a little bit at mile high and slow that high-flying New England offense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. but show up, do, do what they need to do, get their win, keep them in playoff contention. Yeah. All right, now to show out. That's what I'm talking about, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Show out. Quarterback. Quarterback. I got Josh Allen to show out at the Chargers, of course. Copycat. Yes. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. I mean, they're making a hard push for the playoffs right now. They're on the bubble, eight and six. And lucky for them, they got a (laughs) Chargers defense that's nearly dead last in every statistical defensive, except sacks, except sacks. They're doing pretty well there. Khalil Mack is having an outstanding year, 15 Sacks so far. Crazy. He's an amazing player. Doesn't get talked about enough. Cleo Mack, I watched him play for the then Oakland Raiders, you know, and then he's moved on to Chicago. And now he's yeah. doing but great things. So unfortunately, he's the only, only one. He's a, right. <laughs> it won't be enough. So, yeah. yeah, Josh Allen. Yeah, same. Josh Allen. Okay, running back. 
Running back, I'm going to say DeAndre Swift at the Giants, oh, at the New York Giants. Yeah. Interesting. I think, so he rushed for 74 on 18 against uh, the Seahawks Monday, which is a nice uptick from the last three games. It looks like they may re- be returning to the run a little bit more. The Eagles, it just seems like some, <laughs> the Eagles in their game script, like if it doesn't work the first couple times, that's <laughs> it. We're doing, going another way. But so it looks like they're sticking with it a little bit more. They get the Giants who are 29th against the run. I'm Gonna say Swift shows out. No, right. I like that one quite a bit. Uh, for me, I'm gonna stick with that same thing we just talked about. Mr. James Cook to keep his upward trend life going against okay. the Chargers. I feel like they get a little bit of lead and they just keep handing the ball. And he enjoys his time in sunny Southern California. All right, wide receiver. Could be. Yeah. Uh, Diggs. I went uh, to match with his uh, star quarterback Diggs against the Chargers. It's gonna be a big game for him. We haven't seen Diggs get. In the end zone since, I think, back in week 12. Very he hasn't broken, yeah, 50 yards in a game since that week either. So he's due for a big game. This will yeah. be an easy one. I think he has a big day. Uh, we talked about a tiny bit a minute ago. I have a tie in the same game. You want to take a guess here? Um, oh, Miami-Dallas. Hmm. I had Mr. Tyreek Hill and Mr. C.D. Lamb to show up and show <laughs> what they do. Sides. And they okay. can talk about how great they are to each other and put up a lot of yards. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> All right. So tight end. Tight end, I'm going Travis Kelsey. It's, he's due also at the Raiders. So um, the Raiders, yeah, they might be riding high off their kind of their win, mm-hmm. their record-breaking win against the Chargers. But I think the Chiefs will bring them back down to earth as of late. Kelsey has posted some rather pedestrian numbers, I think, by his standards, what we're used to seeing from him. But um, against the Raiders, they're not super great at defending the tight end position. The last time the Raiders saw... The Chiefs, I think Kelsey on 121 on them. Yeah. So I think he'll have another good game this week and having to show out. Yeah. I also have Travis Kelsey. I how do you feel about this? I always get a kick out of watching some of the teams when I watch them play each other, I'm like, this is great football. No matter if they're good or bad. Okay. And the Raiders, Oakland, LA, Vegas, wherever they're from at the time. And Kansas City is one of them. Chicago and Detroit's always one for mm-hmm. me. There's just Philadelphia and the Cowboys is always one for me. That's a good one. There's, yeah. just, there's, just, there's <laughs> just teams that I, when they get together, like I said, one could be awful, one could be great. I just enjoy watching it. And be, it's those division rivals. That yeah. You never know what's going to happen. They, they play tough. There's some stuff there. You know, they don't like each other a bunch. So right. It's, it's good. It's and really they good. see each other twice a year. Yep. They, they're they very familiar. Yeah, those are good games. Max Crosby and Mahomes have a thing. And yeah. there's, there's always stuff. Oh, yeah, that's true. That was, so, that was good. I remember yeah. that. So there's always stuff. All right, so Kelsey yeah. for me as well. All right, defense, what do you got? Defense, I went Chiefs Raiders. So right. the Chiefs, they, again, they've been a great defense. Top five much of the season. Definitely going to show out against the Raven and uh, Raiders. I'm sorry. The Chiefs are still in the hunt. They'll be playing very hard. So I'm thinking it'll be a tough day. So against a very motivated Chiefs team for the Raiders. Big playoff move for them. They can just get that much closer to locking up that AFC West. Yep. Yeah, same. But I'm, I took Buffalo and to go against Mr. Easton Stick and that yeah, stadium down there. Yeah. So I just don't. And Eckler and all those other guys. Doesn't sound like Keenan Allen's going to play again. I don't think he should play again this year. Um, just set him down, see what happens to Mr. Allen next year. But a long day for that that Charger offense. All right, on to shit show. Oh, yeah. So we got me the workout mode. Quarterback. All right. Sticking with that uh, Raiders game, I went with Aiden <laughs> O'Connell versus the Chiefs. So the Chiefs are really going to get after him in this game. He's in for a long day other than... Winning against that crumbling uh, Chargers team, O'Connell has yet to throw for more than one TD in any game, and I don't think that will change this week, at least not for the better. So I have him uh, to be the shit show this week. I took Derek Carr. He's going to get that resurgent Ram defense. Mm. So I I like him to not do much, a couple interceptions, pass it on, and that that 
defense is good for New Orleans, but the offense, other than Kamara, stay, yeah. stay away from. All right, running back. Running back, I went with Najee Harris. Huh? Uh, yeah, he struggled all season. The Steelers are coming off this loss to the Colts that puts him at that uh, seven and seven. Just like much of the season, he can't be counted on to make a significant difference in the uh, run game. Right. So, not even against this uh, Bengals defense that is in the lower, like third, I think, in the league against the run. But just more of the same uh, lackluster play from him. I think he'll be the uh, shit show in the running back category this week. Sorry. Oof. All right, I'm going to go with Gus Edwards. Uh, we just talked about the Baltimore injury, and he's going to be their guy, it looks like. He's he's a big guy. He's a bruiser. Yeah. But that kind of plays into San Francisco style of football, you know, so it slows things down and stuff, and it makes it easier for them. So don't mm-hmm. expect much from Mr. Edwards. Wide receiver. So wide receiver. I actually went Noah Brown on this one against the Browns. So the Texans were on quite a you know roll for a while. I think that might be slowing up, though, after losing some of their key you know pieces there, Tank Dell, and uh, the uncertainty kind of around Nico Collins and C.J. Stroud. I think we don't know if both, either of them are going to play. But with all those potentially missing pieces, it's easy to think Noah Brown should see a lot of work. But the problem is, again, the Browns' D. So they have... a great secondary. I think he will be shut down. Noah Brown will in this game, especially if there's no uh, C.J. Stroud. So. What do you think about that elf Brown. in the middle of that Brown field? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's... What else would they put? Like a dog the in the dog, dog crown? Like a they, bulldog right, or something? Ha- I guess so. But I don't think so they actually elf. have an official like, you know, because like, they're the, they're named after the team owner, right? right. So, I mean, what do, you, what do you put? So, you think about the, around the league. You've, you got a dolphin with a helmet on. You got, you know, a chief. Because they're the dolphins. They're right. exa- it's easy. You got a giant, you know, which isn't really much of a logo. Jets, an airplane. I don't know, elf. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't know. Where, I don't know. But that's, right. You know what? I'm going to do some research, <laughs> and I'm going to come next week and find out where the elf Mr. originated, elf where that came from. They, they like it. So, all right, I'm going to go yeah. Zay Flowers. Let's stick it in that San Francisco game. Really? You think yeah. Zay Flowers? Okay. I think he's going to get covered by Traverius Ward, who had that great game last week against Arizona, and I think he's going to have trouble okay. uh, doing any real damage. All right, tight end. Tight end. I went Adam Troutman, the Patriots. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so yeah. the Broncos have the least productive and lowest performing tight ends in the league. They just don't use them yeah. very much, and I'm not sure why, but no changes. This week against the Patriots, I don't see the utilization going up at all. So, yep, I think, yeah, they'll still be uh, targeting heavy uh, Cortland Sutton likely. So I think it'll be more the same. I have him as uh, the shit show this week. Interesting. Yeah. I thought about Isaiah likely for a second, but I got away from that game. I'm going to do Darren Waller mm. against the Eagles this week. Ooh, I yeah. think the Giants are going to yeah, difficult. Me. Do anything, they, the Eagles have had some struggles with the run, so Saquon might have a decent-ish game. It is a divisional game, of course. So mm-hmm. Some stuff that's the mid-game on Christmas for those interested. Yeah, I don't see Darren Wall. Just a disappointment with the the start of the year coming. They said this was his chance to be resurgent and start over. And, you know, it just, with everything Daniel Jones' injury and everything else that happened to the Giants this year, it just eek. All right, last but not least, defense. Defense. Uh, the Chargers versus the Bills. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So get ready, the Bills, uh, for Josh Allen to throw five or six touchdowns against them. So, <laughs> yeah, this is a powerhouse uh, offense, and the Chargers are in absolutely no position to stop or slow them down. So we'll see probably big things from everybody, Diggs, Knox, Kincaid, Cook, all of them in the end zone. For me, Buffalo is the team you do not want to play right now. Yeah. They, they know what they have to they, do. They got it, and they're going to get it done, right? They're going to get it done. All right, that's pretty much it for that. Very nice. I think that will do it for us this week. 
I think we're getting pretty good at this, Joe. What do you think? I think we're getting better and better. I think we're getting fantastic. All right. Well, where to find us? Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Remember to like, follow, rate, and review us on any of those platforms. Those reviews are super important. Not only do they help us get better, but they keep us moving up the podcasting charts, and that's what we want. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Air It Out Network. And please, 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 if you like what you hear and feel so inclined, you can support this podcast by clicking on the link in the show description. So thanks again for listening and all of the support. Signing off, this is the Air It Out Fantasy Football League podcast. And we will talk to you guys next week. Happy holidays, guys. All right. All right. Bye. This podcast is written, produced, and recorded by me, Chantel Brown, and Joe Bishop as a part of the Air It Out Podcast Network. Recording mixed and mastered by Wodek B.